Welcome to the Styano Plastic Surgery Podcast with plastic surgeon JJ Styano, the only plastic surgeon in the UK who owns a clinic specializing in breast and body contouring. Right, this is it. I'm old school. Um, I believe I'm you remember back in the day. Sorry, I'm on uh, Facebook Live here and I am doing it how it used to be done uh, before I got my fancy software. But the, my webcam's not working on my fancy software, so I'm going. Um, I've, I've typed all of my quick. Oh, look, the, the mic's work. The mic's working. Yeah, in fact, a lot of use the mic is, isn't it? Well, I could have gone audio only. The webs, the webcam's not working. These things are sent to try. So I'm old school. I've got lots of questions. I, I've got my thing on the computer. I put the questions up down the bottom, uh, but I can't do that on this. So, um, hi Gemma, evening. Nice to see you. Nice to see you, Tracy. Um, so I've got the questions written down here. Um, I'm going to do it for actually first because um, do we do self-pay or, or BUPA? That's actually a good question. Most of the work we do at the clinic is self-pay. We do very little insured work. Hi, Zoe. Um, uh, because insured work tends to be things like for plastic surgeons, things like hand things, I think trigger fingers and things like that. Um, what else is insured for plastic surgeons? Um, well, breast reconstruction is insured, but that usually goes through the breast surgeon, the general surgeon. So we don't do much insured. The skin is probably the big insured work that we do do some insured skin work um, and we can do BUPA insured work at the clinic. But if it's uh, another um, insurance company, uh, we've only got BUPA. <laughs> Such a palaver to get BUPA to approve us. We didn't try any of the others. So we only got BUPA to approve our cl the clinic, but we can still do it at the hospitals because the hospitals can do any any insured stuff at the hospitals. Um, so the, yeah, that was that was actually a good question. The, the insured thing, but it's mainly self-pay. But if you're insured on Bupa, then you can have treatment. Do I look like I'm leaning back a bit? Um, so go go questions. Loads of them. Uh, number one, I have had implants in for nine years in February two thousand nineteen. I am only a slim build, and my implants ripple a lot. But you can only see them when I bend over or lay flat. I want them replacing, but I don't want the same to happen again after two years. I also want a fuller, bigger look, but not sure if it's possible with my frame. I was also looking at B-Lite, but not sure whether they are worth the extra money. Ooh. Um, right. Um, rippling is a problem. Oh, excellent, Gemma. you got a question there. I hope I'll be able to scroll. Among, um, I will, Gemma, I will ask you, answer your question. Um, but... Um, Rippling is a difficult problem with implants and basic. Oh, have I got an implant? I can actually move. Oh, I got an implant somewhere. I'm gonna. I'm charging, but uncharged. Rippling is a difficult problem. Look at that, we can move. Um, and I've got some implants down here. Oh, there's the. Oh, I was looking for that. There's the tripod. Right, okay. Um, basically, all implants will ripple. 
So all implants. Where's the camera? Can I demonstrate this? That looks pretty bad actually, doesn't it? All implants sort of look like that. That looks really bad actually. They don't look as bad as that. Um, let's get this implant here. This is a better one. Oh, it's been in my box for a while, so it's a bit ripply. Can you? I'm trying to hold it up vertically. This works better when I'm in the clinic. Okay, maybe I'll not do live demos again on the Facebook Live. Can you see that's all ripply? Yeah, so all implants um, look a bit ripply when they're, when they're um, upright. And uh, the question is whether you can see those ripples or not. And that depends on how much soft tissue you cover you've got. Oh, hold on, I'm rotating, sorry. Uh, that depends on how much soft tissue you've got over the back onto power over the um actually can i sit on this sit on a comfy chair over here oh ah um over the um implant so well no it depends it depends on two things it depends on the implant itself and it depends on the soft tissue cover over the implant so the, the things you can do with implants what was the question again I'm okay, so it depends on the implant itself. So it depends on if, if you had them in for n nine years, they, the older implants were a bit softer than the newer implants, and which meant they felt softer, but it did also mean that they rippled more. The new implants are of a firmer gel, and also the implants often these days have more of a fill. You have to look at how much fill they've got, which means the shell of the implant, whether it's got 100% fill, it's totally filled the shell, or it's got less than that, 80% fill or something. So if it's less filled, it means, again, it's softer, but there's more chance of rippling, if that makes sense. So there are things that you can look at in terms of the implant to make it ripple less, although it might feel firmer. Um, and then in terms of the soft tissue cover over the top of it, that then you're looking at uh, how slim you are. So you are slim, number one. Oh no, implant thing. Oh, got another point to make about the implant. So the co the how how cohesive the gel of the implant is, but also you said you want to go bigger there. I want I want to go bigger. Um, so the bigger you go, the more difficult it is to hide it because you've got bigger implant. It's better with a smaller implant actually. So if you've got rippling, and you want to go bigger, that's like oh you know I've got to try and that's not helping really going bigger because you've got the same amount of breast tissue you had before you started, yet. Um, you're putting a bigger implant in to hide it with that breast implant, uh, breast tissue that you've got. So that's actually a negative to go bigger. Although obviously if you want to go bigger, fine, but you're making it more difficult to, to fix the rippling. Um, so that's the implant factors. Skin factors means if you've lost weight, then that's bad. It's not bad. It's good that you've lost weight, but it makes it more difficult to hide the implant because you've got less cover over the top. And these are circumstances where we might go under the muscle. But that's usually for the upper pole only because the muscle will cover the upper pole if they're not under the muscle already. Laterally, by the side and inferiorly, you may still feel the more see ripples. Um, that's one of the problems with sitting in this chair. I can't see my computer. Uh, yeah, so not so it's a tr tricky problem and it might not be possible with your frame. You'd have to look at the profile of the implant that you've got in the moment, what the type of implant you've got in the moment, and look what we can replace it with um but it is making it a bit more difficult the fact that you want to go bigger but you know something we it's a hard one to discuss really without using measurements and seeing you and stuff um be light implants not sure whether they are worth the extra money they are expensive be light implants um i think because they are new uh, i think they are good because they are light and i think that is a good thing in principle i don't really push them because they are new and it, you know always a bit risk averse with new stuff 
but um, it's just a question of balancing up in your own mind whether it's worth the extra money. It depends on how big an implant you want. If you want a small implant, it's probably less worthwhile than a, the bigger sizes. Um, but you know, not much going on at them with them at the moment because they are quite new. So tricky one to say whether they're worth the extra money or not. It depends on how much you value them being light. Um, I'm going to go straight to Gemma. Otherwise, I'm going to lose this question what i've used on reverse tummy tuck after standard tummy tuck to correct excess abdominal skin my views are that this is a good thing to do Gemma. a reverse tummy tuck although it's very rarely needed this is really for people who've had massive weight loss who've got rolls of skin in their upper abdomen um, usually if it's just a bit of fullness in your upper abdomen a liposuction would probably be the way to correct that but if there's a lot of fullness and rolls of skin in the upper abdomen or beneath your breasts then a reverse tummy tuck is the best way to treat that. But not many people are candidates for a reverse tummy tuck. Um, so obviously in a patient who has got big rolls there, then that is the way to go. And as you say, it's you, a reverse tummy tuck is usually performed after a full tummy, after a sort of standard tummy tuck, because usually the lower abdomen is, is where the most of the excess is. And so once that's addressed, if there's still some rolls in the upper abdomen, a reverse tummy tuck is a good thing to do. But it's rarely needed, I would say. And usually it's just a bit of fullness that might be treated with liposuction, which you can't really do at the time of tummy tuck because you're worried about uh, interrupting the blood supply of the skin. Maybe I should not sit here. Are there any products you should limit stroke stock completely to prepare for surgery? Question mark. Medication. Yes, there are. There are certain things we worry about. Different people worry about different stuff. Uh, there are certain things that we all worry about universally, things like um, warfarin, basically. Uh, and there are newer sort of blood thinners like uh, apixaban and things like that um, so that's 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 warfarin's pretty bad but um, the other sort of blood thinners are things like uh, aspirin uh, clopidogrel clopidogrel you know what I'm saying clopidogrel I think the proper doctors call it but uh, it's clopidogrel to me um and um things like that so people do some doctors worry about aspirin and uh, the sort of antiplatelet drugs which do are good for your heart because they stop your blood from clotting but they're not so good for your if you're having surgery because they make you bleed more so um those sorts of drugs are a bit of an issue and it depends on the operation you're having it depends on your surgeon we've all got different views on it um, but the the uh, blood thinning ones are probably the biggest problem ones. The other ones are things like steroids, steroids delay wound healing, things like if you've got diabetes, especially with bad control, insulin, things like that. So we have to think about that and getting that under control, depending on how badly your in, uh, diabetes is. Um, so there may be things we need to do. Um, most other medication is is okay although i wouldn't like to say that and then you go and have surgery and have some terrible complication and blame me because you didn't talk to your doctor about it because i said it was okay so really talk to your doctor is the best thing to do um but most medication is okay to carry on taking um some doctors worry about some um things like st john's wort and things like um the sort of what are they sort of herbal would it be herbal or sort of stuff that you can buy over the counter they worry about these things because I think some of them can cause bleeding. So some doctors will have specific views about those. I haven't. 
probably because I haven't had any bad experiences with it. Once people, what tends to happen is you have a bad experience, and someone says, "Oh, Mon, St John's Wort." No, well, that must have been the cause of the terrible complication. I'm going to make everything for everyone for the rest of my life not have St John's Wort. But um, whether there's evidence in it, um, <clears throat> that's um, that's another thing. So yeah, the main ones are the blood thinners and. The um, other ones, you'd have to really talk to your doctor, steroids and diabetes ones is, is the sort of main ones. So if I just thumbs up myself, oh no, I think someone else thumbs up me. Oh, thank you. Gemma, well, I've missed some stuff going on here. What is your, I don't have, okay, so Gemma was asking about the reverse. I don't have lots of, but surgeon has said he wants to avoid FDL scar. Yeah, Gemma, I'm with that. I, I, personally, I, I'm not a big fan of the FDL scar. Flirtily scar goes straight up and down the middle. Um, the flirtily correct skin laterally doesn't really correct the upper skin. Slightly different to what a reverse abdominoplasty would correct. Um, I'm not sure if a flirtily would stop you having the um, reverse abdominoplasty. But, um, so I think that's a slightly different thing. But uh, Gemma, the main thing is go with the surgeon that you like. And if you like the, your surgeon, it's, it sounds reasonable what he's saying. Um, there's no right or wrong. And if you haven't had your full tummy tuck, I would have the full tummy tuck and see how you get on. You might not need the reverse, but you know, you, you know that it's possibly needed. Well, here we go. He said, as I have mastopexy scar, he can hide it there, making it aesthetically better. Absolutely correct, Gemma. If you've got a mastopexy scar, you will be able to hide a reverse tummy tuck scar because it'll be in the same place. However, it will join in the middle. So your two mastopexy scars will join. But yeah, you could argue that you've already got the scar there. So... <clears throat> It's no extra scarring, but it, as I say, it does join in the middle, which is not sort of great having it join in the middle. But it's, you know, yes, he sounds like your surgeon knows what he's on about there, um, Gemma. Um, fully support that. Um, so, Helen, what are your views on drainless tummy tuck versus tummy tuck with drains? Thanks. Helen, good question. Um, I still use drains, but I know the industry and people are moving away from drains. And I don't think there's any right or wrong. Um, although certainly when you go to the meetings and I've been to a few meetings recently, a lot of people talk about not using drains and I'm trying to not using drain, not use drains and I'm doing things like quilting and what have you to putting, you know, I'm doing things with my technique to try and reduce the drainage. I'm not brave enough to stop using drains yet, but that might come. Um, but I think drainless is good because no one likes drains, but they do a server purpose and I worry about the drainless ones about uh, certainly with the glue. I worry a little bit about the glue shearing and then the spreading a space and getting a seroma. That's my main concern. But um, as I say, people now talk about quilting and I do do quilting, which is like putting some stitches to close down the space like a quilt, like a sort of Chesterfield sofa, you know, like the buttons of it. Um, so I do do a bit of that now or I do a lot, a lot of that now and the drainage is less. So. It may come that we will be doing drainless tummy tucks, but at the moment, still doing drains and still people don't like them. Um, again, surgeons probably better. Uh, Nicola, I had my surgery, Jonathan, and was the best thing I ever did. I didn't want an uplift, and so he... See more. Sorry, I can't see more, Nicola. So he... Uh, I know you, Nicola. Um, I did implants, didn't I? So, yes. Um same here this is Gemma he's an amazing surgeon couldn't be happy with my results well there you go there you go guys look at that um so yes Nicola I do remember you and you have um you're an interesting case and this is a case that I spoke about at the ISAPS meeting last week not this is a case this is a situation that I spoke at the ISAPS meeting about last week 
or the week before, whenever it was, about using implants and doing breast lifts, and when you should use lifts and when you should implants and when you need both. And a lot of times people will be candidates for both. They'll be candidates, they want to be bigger and they want, they want to shape do better. So that's a breast lift with implants, really good way to make the shape better and the size better. But a lot of people don't want the scars with a lift. And the complications, there's loads of potential complications with a lift. A lift with implants is a big deal. Um, so it is a big deal. It's a big op. I've just done one and it is a big op. And uh, so you can use implants. Uh, well, the, what I was presenting, what I was talking about was the fact that you can use implants um, uh, in the right patients and you can get great results as has been demonstrated here, which is a great result. Um, I, I know that for sure. Um, Angela, great to know about blood thinners. I'm on them. Yeah, some doctors will be OK with blood thinners. Depends on which blood thinners you're on. But you have to check with your doctor. Some will want you to stop them and some will want you to convert, especially if it's not like warfarin, you'd convert it into clexane or heparin. Uh, he did my full tummy tuck and is now offering reverse. Oh, Gemma, back to Gemma, yeah. Uh, okay, well, there you go. Um, if Gemma, if you've got folds of skin underneath your mastopexy scars, then I think uh, a reverse is not a bad thing. Um, Helen, sorry, Helen, I I'm on the phone and there's a little button that says see, see more, but that's not working. Is it easy enough to change from Polytech polyurethane 275 high profile, 18 months old, to 375-ish? That's all I'm seeing. Um, I can like the tonic. I can bring you on camera, Helen. Hmm? Do you want to come on camera? Bring Helen Kilpatrick on camera. Pin comment. I'm going to like the comment, but I um, can't see more of it. Anyway, is it easy enough to change from Polytech Polyurethane 275 to 375 moderate profile? Yeah, that should be non-polyurethane. Non -poly that should be pretty easy there, Helen, I'd say, yeah. So you're going 275 high profile to 375 moderate profile. The only thing is a 275 high profile implant is going to be quite a lot narrower than a 375 moderate profile implant, if you mean it that way round. If you're going to a moderate profile in a bigger volume, that's going to be, um, that's probably going to be wider. Um, so... It's a funny way around you're going there. So it's a question of whether the base width will fit your chest, Helen, as to whether that will work. But you can certainly go from polyurethane to non-polyurethane implants. That's fine. You can go from polyurethane, uh, sorry, uh, non-polyurethane to polyurethane. And, you know, you can change the type of implants. That's fine. You might have to do something with the capsule, but that's a surgical thing. But, yeah, should be absolutely fine, Helen. I would have thought I can't see a problem there unless you... The only thing is the width, as I say, because of the 375 moderate, it's going to be a lot wider whether your frame can take that, which it might not if you if back in the day you chose a two, well, not back in the day, 18 months ago, 275 high. So, uh, Gemma, my surgeon did a full tummy tuck in July with wise pattern mastopexy. He had three-month review yesterday, and he said, oh, Gemma, I can't see it. He just says he said, dot, dot, dot. What did he say? What did he say, Gemma? What did he say? I can't. Sorry, I'm on the, I'm on the phone because my technology's let me down, guys. It's let me down. Webcam, the little lights are on, but it's not working. My surgeon had three months, yeah, and he said, in hindsight, should have ha. Oh, should have. I like the comment. Should have had. What should you have had in hindsight, Gemma? I think maybe can you do another comment, just saying what you should, because of my phone's. Thank you. Thank you, Helen. Thank you. Um, 
don't know what I can. I wonder if I can get it on the. Can I get. Right. In I should have had Fleur de Lis, so have offered a reverse to me. Took at no extra cost. Look at that. What a legend. He's a legend. Gemma. He's a legend. Um, well, that's a nice guy there, isn't it? So, um, yeah, well, that's kind. I think he's being harsh on himself, saying, oh, is this me? Oh, God, that's weird. Seeing myself on Facebook here. Um, ooh. Um, 15 comments already. Ah, here we go. Right. So, that sounds really good, Gemma. That, that you've got a good one there. You, you, I'd stick with that surgeon. It sounds good. I think he's being harsh on him, so saying in high tech you should have had a third lead. But, um, you know, that's, you know, so. Um, but yeah, well, if he's, it, it, I, to be honest with you, he says he's offering Tommy reverse Tommy Tucker no extra cost. It's not really about the cost, or well, obviously it is about the cost, but you've got to also think whether it's right for you, because it is quite a big op and it's got complications and scarring, and I know you've already got mastopexy scars, but you have to consider whether it's right for you, you know, cost or no cost. But uh, that's, that's uh, kind of him to do that. He's obviously trying to look after you, so he's obviously a good guy. So um, that's, that's good. Um, so... Where are we up to? How do I know if plastic surgery is the right choice for me? That's a good question, isn't it? How do I know if plastic surgery is the right choice for me? Um, you know what? A lot of this this thing, a lot of people say to me, well, not a lot, actually, that's not true, a lot of people say to me, but people have said to me, um, like reporters and things, would you have your child have plastic surgery? You know, um, I always say, like, it's a bit of a funny question, that, for me, because it depends if they need it or not. For me, plastic surgery is the same as any other surgery. It's the same as orthopedics. ENT, cardiothoracic, you know, would you let your child have an ENT operation? Would you let your child have an orthopedic operation? Well, it depends if they need it. You know, if they break their leg and the orthopedic surgeon says they need a pin and it's going to make their leg heal faster and it's going to make them, you know, uh, their leg be straighter and it's, you know, then I'm going to let them have the pin if the benefits outweigh the risks. So if they've got a problem that can be helped with surgery and the benefits outweigh the risks, then I think you should seriously consider it, whatever type of surgery. So if is plastic surgery right for, I don't know who, who that question is from, and I don't know what they're talking about in terms of what they want, but how do you know if plastic surgery is the right choice for you? Well, it depends on what your problem is and what uh, plastic surgery can do to improve your problem and what the risks are and the balance between the two. And... Um, if you're not sure, it's usually best just to postpone it until you, you are sure. So have a think about it. Do I look heavy-lidded? Does that look less heavy-lidded? Does that make me look younger? I need a blepharoplasty. Um, what can I expect in my initial consult? We've now got a run of questions. Oh, I've got my masks. I need some sunglasses now. Yeah, sunglasses. I've gone black and white. Oh my God, there's loads of masks here. Um, that's what we want. There we go. That's better. That's better. Sort them. Um, how can I expect, what can I expect in my initial consultation? Do I need to bring anything with me? You can expect a, um, oh, that's better. You can expect a, um, oh, 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 I've lost my, <laughs> lost, my, lost my comments now. So you can expect, oh, right. Um, um, you can expect to be for us to go over stuff with you. Um, 
Uh, <laughs> Gareth, how are you doing? This is how it's done, Gareth. This is how it's done. Um, you can expect us to go over things with you. Uh, you can expect not to have to make a... The beauty of this, I don't have to make sure I'm looking at the camera because I've got my shades on. You've got, you, can make, you don't have to make any decisions at the consultation. We won't ask you to sign anything or pay anything. Well, we do ask you to pay for the consultation, but not for any... You don't, you know, you don't have to ask you to, to sign up for surgery and stuff like that. We don't do any of that. Um, so you go over everything with us, and the only consultation you pay for is the first consultation. So we never make you pay for future consultations. Um, <laughs> um, you never have to pay for future consultations. So I always say to people, look, you know, you, we often go through a lot of stuff at the initial consultation, but don't worry about it if it's all too much because you can always come back and we will go over things again. I don't know how to, I'm just trying to find out how to get these sunglasses off. Um, so you don't have to actually make any decisions at the initial consultation. So um, we will also write letters to your GP, copy you in, so you know what's been said. Um, do you need to bring anything with you? you? Sometimes people bring photos of what they want to look like, which is helpful. Although sometimes you've got to be a bit realistic about it. Sometimes people bring a photo of an 18-year-old glamour model, you know, which may not be appropriate. Um, similarly, if you bring photos of people in clothes, sorry, if anyone knows how to get... Oh, do I just click... Oh, there it is. Click it again. Okay, can't get it off by clicking again. Um, sorry. Um, <laughs> what do I put those on? Oh, that's... So if you, oh God, <laughs> how do you get these things off? Right, so if you, they're off, sorry. So if you, I look tired, do I look tired? That's why I put the sunglasses on. Oh God, I, I have had a big weekend actually. It's my brother's week, brother's wedding at the weekend. So, so, um, um, so where, where was I? Yeah, the leaves have stopped, Gemma, don't worry. Um, the other thing you need to bring with you is person. The person's helpful, um, and photos are helpful. Um, the, oh, so yeah, if you if an eighteen-year-old glamour model might not be helpful, and also the other thing, if the person you bring has got clothes on, it's always hard to you know, ideally no no if, if it's a excuse me, it's a breast thing, um, you know, it's hard to tell. People often show posters of people with clothes on, say are they high-profile implants and things. It's you know, it's really hard to tell. To get a really good impression of someone, you need to look at before and after without clothes on, you know, for the, for the breast. But I know that's not always possible. But yeah, photos are helpful. Uh, a friend is helpful. A notepad is helpful. Feel free to make notes. People feel worried about that sort of stuff. Feel free to come with a list of notes, a list of questions. I encourage that. I think it's good to come with a all written down because I think people sometimes get a bit embarrassed about that. But I think it's actually a good thing to do um, because it's very easy to forget stuff when you're in there and in the heat of the moment. So pen and paper is good. Notes is good, uh, and someone to bring you with is good to to <clears throat> listen to what's said, so they can remember. You know, two ears are better than one. Well, two sets of two, four ears, four ears are better than one, or two, four ears are better than two. Um, I've got that one sorted. I think I only look tired because I'm like that actually. Um, I think the tiredness is really. Oh, what's what is it there? I see if I go like that, then that's looking less tired. I think you'll agree. Um, hi, the drug is I'm on is rivaroxaban. Yes, rivaroxaban is a blood thinner, Angela, and that does um, make you bleed. So it's good for the um, 
well, it's good for a reason. So you, the thing about drugs and stopping drugs for surgery, you've got to think why you want it. So you, it's always good to talk to the doctor who put you on it or who's managing it as to whether it's okay to stop it. But rivaroxaban does um, cause bleeding. So it may be a good idea to stop. Well, I don't know. Talk to your doctor. But sometimes on those sorts of drugs, we stop them like a couple of days beforehand and then start them afterwards. Uh, and it's often okay to do that. But you need to check with your doctor. And we would check with your doctor too. When removing polyurethane implants, 18 months old for smooth implants, is it a tricky job? Oh, smooth. Helen, yeah, it is a little. People worry about this. Oh, I'm holding it up to make myself not look less tired. People worry about um, taking out in polyurethane implants after 18 months. It is a little bit. It's not that bad, but it is a little bit tricky. Polyurethane implants are sort of tissues grow into them, so it's a little bit tricky. Um, but it's not that bad. It's okay. Um, and so I wouldn't worry too much about it. It's really the surgeon's problem, really, more than yours. Uh, the, I think the, for me, the, the people make a bit of a fuss about that. But for me, it's more that actually normal implants, silicone implants, which say normal, silicone implants are very easy to remove. So polyurethanes are a bit more difficult to remove. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good point, uh, Helen. Perhaps I should have said that earlier, but it's mainly a surgical thing rather than a patient thing. So I won't worry too much about it. Jane Jane, good name. I need a fleur de tummy tuck. Do you perform this type of surgery? Jane Jane, I do, but I don't, uh, I'm not taking new patients on, but I am taking new patients into my clinic. I'm trying to build the clinic as massive as I can. So I don't want anyone to think that I don't want any more new patients because I don't, I want loads of new patients to come to the clinic. In fact, I need more because I'm not doing the surgery anymore. And I'm trying to build something in my clinic, build more of a brand that stands for quality and service. And we're looking after you and, you know, uh, I really want people to feel like they're being looked after and, um, I've had the clinic for five years now and I've built it up over the last five years and I've got lots of ideas and plans to make it into a really, really a world-class service. What I want to give at the clinic, I think we already do, but I want to um, systemize it and make sure that everyone gets a consistently good service. So to that end, personally, I'm not taking on new patients. I'm still looking after my current patients and I will look after them forever. I'm still at the clinic every day, but, um, but so Jane, yeah, so... We, we, we perform fleur de tummy tucks. Yes, we do, Jane. But uh, it's something to, have to talk about because it is quite a sort of big lot of scarring with a fleur de So it depends on how much skin laxity you've got as to whether it's worth putting in that vertical scar. It does pin, you know, it does tighten the skin in the side to side direction, which is often helpful, which is why it's good fleur de but it is a big scar. Hi, do you have any advice or can you share your experience of patients taking time off work for FD? Oh God, I can't see FD. Sorry, Sam, I've got, um, oh, here we go. I've got it on here. FDL, is it ever approved? And do I have to disclose it to the employer? Sorry if this is an irrelevant question. Please feel free to ignore it if it's off topic. Sam, I can't ignore it now because I've started reading it out. So I can't ignore it. I'm committed. I'm committed to that question now. It's a good question, Sam, and I'm, I shan't ignore it. No, I shan't. I'm going to, oh, so people coming in. I'm not going to ignore it. Um, Sam, that's a really good question. And that's a thing of mine. It's one of my things uh, about time off work for surgery and uh, cosmetic surgery. I had a patient recently who had a breast reduction and her employer was was um, saying she couldn't take time off work. It's a difficult point. And I did a blog post about it after that. So there's a blog post somewhere about it. My view is that surgery is surgery. And if you're off work, if surgery is necessary, you know, a lot of people say cosmetic surgery is not necessary. Don't say sorry, Sam. That's no, good. It's a good question. Um, that is, uh, in fact, I like it. Show how good it is. There you go. Liked it. Um, so surgery is um, 
There's no such thing as an unnecessary surgery. People wouldn't have a surgery if it was unnecessary, particularly cosmetic surgery, plastic surgery, because it's all self-pay. So it costs thousands of thousands of pounds. So obviously people, it's necessary for people because they feel like they're going to get a benefit from it and it's going to make them feel better. The fact that it makes them feel often with their self-esteem and their you know, well-being rather than a physical thing, that people don't value it as much. But I do value it highly and I think it's a very important thing and I think it's a good thing to help people in that way. So um, I think surgery and cosmetic plastic surgery it can, can be very good and life-changing. And in uh, terms of time off work, uh, we can give you a sick note. We have to write something on the sick note, so you usually write surgery. It's confidential between us and you as to what surgery you've had done. So it's totally up to you whether you tell your employer what surgery you've had done or not. That's your... Um, your discretion so you can tell your surgeon or your employer if you want but you don't have to and uh, that's absolutely fine so i would you know if you want to tell your employee having surgery and you're going to be off work for three weeks or whatever then uh, do that and then we'll give you a sick note and that's that um that's where i am and as i say that's yeah um that's where I am. good question sam good question sarah what is the difference between nil liposuction and just liposuction and which is better please oh gosh what's nil oh jeez you guys you use is it non-invasive liposuction why are you doing this to me why do you use these letters and then make me look stupid live on tv honestly nil i mean who's i suppose i could google it nil what's nil lipo oh god sorry right sorry a moment there um right Sarah, I'm going to guess that it's non-invasive liposuction. That's a guess from me. So non-invasive liposuction, if it's not that, then Mr. Butt. Yeah, thank you, Mr. Butt. Honestly, I don't know. These are fake accounts. People just putting stuff up to make me look bad. On them. Right, I'm going to go with, um, you're welcome, Sam. I'm going to go with non-invasive lump. I'm going to answer this question, whether it was the question asked or not. I'm going to call it non-invasive. So if it's non-invasive liposuction, non-invasive liposuction, it's a bit of a misnomer, really, because it, 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 liposuction is invasive. You stick a tube in and suck the fat out. But there are non-invasive liposculpture or non-surgical forms of liposculpture, things like cool sculpting and uh, uh, vela shape, is it? Is that one? Um, and uh, radio frequency ones like Vanquish and... Uh, oh, God, I should know these names because we went to a meeting and we looked at them all. Um, but there's loads of them, basically. And they don't, you don't stick a, it's not a surgical procedure, you don't stick anything in, you just put something on the outside and it, uh, and it targets the fat and destroys the fat and then your body excretes the fat. So you don't, you don't have an anaesthetic, it's just done in the clinic and it's very popular and it's, you know, there's good and bad about both of them. The good thing about the one where you stick a can, the proper liposuction, or I shouldn't say proper, you know, the normal liposuction, is that you stick a cannula in, you suck the fat out, you can see the fat, fat, the fat goes into a bucket, you know something's happening, there's a definite result, it's got very predictable results, but it requires an operation, it's a lot of bruising, a lot of swelling, you do get a tiny little scar, it's expensive, um, so a lot of people want the non-invasive stuff. The non-invasive stuff doesn't give you any scars, to be honest, it's quite expensive as well, probably more expensive than liposuction when you add it all up because it often needs to be repeated. The results are subtle. The results are not as uh, as obvious as with liposuction, but it's something you can do literally a sort of lunchtime procedure. You come in, you have this machine put on, and then you, you go out again. So there's good and bad about it, but it's certainly a growing industry, the non-invasive liposuction. It's something we've thought about getting at the clinic, or I have anyway, for years, and I can't... Um, 
uh, I've just been looking for the right machine and you know still looking but uh yeah sounds good so if you want to consider non-invasive live session find someone who does it we don't do it at the moment we might soon but we don't do it at the moment so find someone who does it look at their results and make a judgment on whether you think it's you know good thing to do but it's often a sort of precursor to liposuction and if it works then that's all you need um right uh should i prepare on the are we, are we all right are we good how should i prepare on the night before and the day of my procedure main thing is positive mental attitude pma uh positive mental attitude be positive good night's sleep don't get drunk we had that once someone came the next morning and they've been drinking till the early hours so we cancelled them so don't get drunk the night before don't come in hungover and smelling of alcohol um but yeah have a good night's sleep be positive um and the day of the procedure yeah uh even if you're not having an overnight stay, it might be worth bringing overnight stuff just in case you don't feel very well and you need to stay overnight. Um, sometimes that can be a good idea just to bring the stuff so it's there. Because uh, the worst case, just bring it home again. Uh, make sure someone you've got a lift home because... Um, oh, God, I've got another question here. Oh, Rachel, what are you doing? What are you doing? Anyway, <laughs> let me do this question first. Um, no... <laughs> I'm not looking. If I don't look, maybe it'll go away. Um, how should I prepare on the night of before and the day of procedure? Yeah, day of procedure, be positive. Make sure someone's going to drive you home. If you come in the car, you know, think how you're going to get your car back home again, stuff like that. Is that helpful? We give you a sheet with what to expect and all that sort of stuff. Um, I think that's what's on it. Um, Rachel Evans, what are you doing? What Brasiliano safe abdominal liposuction also bsal oh good god what's bsal um rachel brasiliano safe abdominal liposuction anyone i i, wait, I don't know <laughs> I don't know, right? Here we go. Are you okay to have a couple of glasses of wine too? Right, I'm o I'm okay with that question, Rachel. I'm going to ask you answer your second question first. And um, listen, Rachel, I don't know what Brasiliano safe abdominal liposuction is. BSAL. Don't know. It's a new one, is it, Rachel? Can I answer that one that one next week? Yeah, I'll answer that one next week, Rachel. Google, I have nothing to do with it. I'll I'll get the knowledge, you know, myself by next week. Are you okay to have a couple of glasses of wine two days after neck liposuction? Yes, Rachel, you are. That's absolutely fine. Yeah. I think everything in moderation. If you like a glass of wine, it's a stressful time. You're obviously not on, you know, not at work and things. Yeah, absolutely fine. Yeah, no problem with that at all. Um, yeah, I can answer that question. And I'll look at Brasiliano safe. I've done the liposuction. Um... So, um, oh, I'm thrown off now. Where am I? What should I expect immediately after surgery? Hold on a minute. What should I prepare on the night? Well, these are similar questions, aren't they? What should I look out for in the days and weeks following surgery? God, yeah, I've got a few, got a few samey questions here. Immediately after surgery, you'll be uh, you wake up in the recovery room. So don't be alarmed if you don't wake. Well, if it's a general anaesthetic, that is at one of the hospitals. Don't be alarmed if you don't wake up at the um, in the room you were in before, you wake up in the in the uh, recovery, which is a, an area within the theatre complex. If 
feel a bit groggy, feel a bit, you know, tired, a bit drowsy. Um, and you go to the ward, and you either stay overnight or go home later that day. Um, it's difficult. I don't know. We're not talking about what sort of surgery here, but you will be a bit swollen. Everything will probably feel tight because most plastic surgery is making stuff tight. Most of the stuff we do is tightening things. So whatever part of the body, it's probably a good bet that things are going to feel pretty tight, pretty swollen, and pretty weird, tingling. Um, the look will look strange if you do look at things. You might have dressings on, so you might not be able to see things. But if you do look at things, don't worry if they don't look how you expected them to look because it takes a while for things to settle. And often we do things and make them a certain shape to start with into uh, knowing that they're going to settle into a different sort of shape. So don't think this is a, my long-term result at day one. Don't get upset if it's not how you thought it was going to be at day one. It often takes time for it to settle. <clears throat> Look out for the days and weeks following surgery. So looking out for, that's sort of more like complication things. Most complications in the days and weeks after surgery, we probably don't have to tell you to look out for them. If you get a complication, you'll know about it. It's not subtle, particularly if you've had a bilateral procedure. So if you had an operation on two sides, like two breasts or something, um, if one's doing something and the one's not, that's a bit of a worry. If one's very painful, if the other one's not. If one's very swollen, one's very red. If they're both painful, swollen and red, it might be something, but it's less likely to be something. So look for something on one side. That's one thing. But anything out of the order, if you're worried about it, give us a ring. Come to the clinic, drop us a photo, take a photo of yourself and, you know, keep in touch. Because otherwise it's no good being worried at home. Problem shared is a problem halved. So get in touch. Let us know. But the sort of things you're worried about is, is I suppose, swelling, redness, tenderness, discharge from the wound. Uh, if the dressings get wet, you might need something changed. These are the sort of things you look out for in the days and weeks after surgery. We've got a few questions coming in. This is awesome. This is better than when I do it on the software, isn't it? Uh, yes, okay. We're going to gloss over Brasilia, Ujima Flip. Jonathan, if you wanted a tummy tuck, do you advise to be at a good weight? Yes, I do, Angela. Weight is really important. A lot of people say, I'm having a tummy tuck, so I'll you know, get all the weight removed when I have my tummy tuck. No, tummy tuck is about removing the skin. And the reason you need a tummy tuck is because the skin has been stretched and then that stretch is gone. So you've either lost weight or you've had children. And the tummy tuck removes the extra skin. If you lose weight after a tummy tuck, you may have some more redundant skin. So when we do the tummy tuck, we make it as tight as we possibly can. But if you then lose weight afterwards, you could be left with some redundant skin. So it's always best to lose weight first before having your tummy tuck. Get your ideal weight. Also, your complication rate's lower at a lower rate. So I can understand why you might think, oh, you know, I'll have my tummy tuck and that'll get me get rid of all this weight and it'll be easier to exercise and all that sort of stuff. In fact, also when you have a tummy tuck, things can often look worse. Um, sorry, no, often when you lose weight, it can look worse. Uh, your tummy can look worse, but it's best to lose weight first because then you have this maximum amount of redundant skin so we can tighten it. I think that makes sense. Um, could I take sleeping pills a few days before surgery as I'm unsure I'll be able to sleep? I can't read the rest. X. Uh, as I'm unsure I'll be able to sleep. Excited, excited, thanks. Shelley, um, a few days before surgery, blimey. Sleeping. Yes, Shelley. I wouldn't do anything new. So if these are new sleeping pills, particularly if it's the night before surgery, I'd be a bit worried that you might oversleep and miss your alarm. So, but in general principle, yes, sleeping pills, if they are prescribed or maybe they're herbal, yeah, that'll be fine in general terms. Yeah. Um, but if, if, if they're new, I'd be a bit careful, particularly the night before surgery. Um, 
but that sort of thing can help you settle your anxiety and a good night's sleep is absolutely crucial. Um, Jonathan, you've asked another one. Is a Gemma, a reverse tummy tuck long, as long to recover from as a standard tummy tuck? Will I be out of action for as long? Is there a particular compression garment for this type of surgery? Yeah, reverse tummy tuck, the compression garment is a little bit more difficult because your breasts are there, so your breasts are in the way. Um, so you best talk to your surgeon about a uh, compression garment, but it may be that you don't have a compression garment for reverse, but you might want to talk to, to him or her. They might want to put a standard tummy tuck um, garment on. Uh, the is the recovery as long? Probably not as long, but still pretty long. Um, the scarring is probably more chance of wound healing problems in that area than in the upper area. But particularly, I mean, you've had a mastopexy, so hope you know you may not have big breasts sort of overlying the scar, um, which can make it hot and sweaty and can make it more prone to having problems with wound healing problems. But um, yeah, it's similar to a full tummy tuck, a reverse tummy tuck, perhaps a bit less, but um, uh, because it's less skin is taken out when you do a reverse than a full. Uh, tuck as a rule, uh, but it's, it's you know still quite a big op, um, right? Uh, are, the, are all private hospitals the same? Um, no, no, they're not. Nope, 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 nope. Even within the same company, like Spy, I've got several. BMI, I've got several. Ramsey. So there's some big companies. Um, so they're they're all different. They're, they're certainly the mo the main difference. Well, there's probably several differences, but the main difference is the aftercare. Like, um, well, I work at two. I work at Priory, which is BMI, and Parkway, which is Spire. And the BMI is six months cover, and the Parkway, the Spire, is 12 months cover for complications. That's quite a big difference. You know, uh, one hospital covers you for six months, one covers you for 12 months. So any problems within that time, they, they'll, they'll get it all done for free. We never charge for follow-up consultations, so you can always come back to the clinic. But if you need surgery... That's the sort of time scale for surgery being done for free. Um, also, some private hospitals, some places will just do plastic surgery. There are some some of the companies and stuff have plastic surgery hospitals, and they say that they're good because they have just do plastic surgery. So they make out that's good. I don't think that's good to be honest. I think you really want to have all the specialties in the hospitals. Um, first of all, you want to be close to home. So. You know, most of the big companies have got several hospitals in most cities. So certainly in Birmingham, there's loads of really good private hospitals. But also it's quite helpful to have all the specialties represented. So if you have a problem with uh, an ECG or someone has a bit of chest pain or a, uh, a bit of breathlessness, there are cardiologists and respiratory physicians and, you know, orthopedic surgeons, general surgeons and all sorts of surgeons represented at, the, at these hostels. So it's really helpful if you have a problem with a patient, if a patient has another problem outside of plastic surgery if they develop a uh, abdominal pain or if they develop chest pain or something like that then these other surgeons are all on hand to help whereas if you're in a hostel which doesn't have those surgeons you might find yourself in an ambulance going to your local A&E hostel which isn't good a uh, local NHS hostel so that's not good so um, I think it's good to have a private hostel which is where all the specialties are represented um, with a good aftercare policy so they're not all the same so you need to look into that um, do you have before and after photos I can look at for each procedure and what results are reasonable for me? Um, pretty much. We've got before and after photos for most procedures, I would say. Obviously, we're limited as to who we can show because we only can show people who've consented to let us show their photos. But we have got a pretty good stock of photos of most procedures. The thing about plastic surgery, there's always a bit of someone having something a bit different sometimes. And it may not be exactly the same as you know what you look like now and exactly the same as what you want to have done but 
can broadly give you an idea of what sort of things look like and what scars look like and how scars mature. It's always just giving you an idea because everyone's different, but you know, it's it's helpful sometimes to see other people's photos to see how or photos of other people I should say to see how things settle and how things look. But it um yeah, and that can be helpful. So yeah. And what results are reasonable for me? Good good point that you know you've got to go look at what's reasonable for you it's all about getting a realistic expectation for results breast augmentation what will my scarring look like different sorts of scar for breast augmentation around the nipple armpit under the fold we pretty much always use the under the fold one uh it fades pretty well it's a bit red and obvious and because it's under the fold you can't really see it so i often say to people how's your scar this i don't know i can't see it it's under the fold so um but if you look for it it can be a bit red and obvious for the first few months you know, three, six, 12 months, it can take a while for that scar to fade. When it fades, it fades really well. If you have to go back in five, 10, 15 years later, <coughs> excuse me, to change the implants for whatever reason, it can be hard to see the scar, but it does take a while for it to settle, but it usually settles pretty well. This is a, this is a strange question now. This is a strange question. I need to, you know, put some good day what's that uh, well i need to put my hat on for this because this is a strange question all right you ready for this question my hat for this one i am currently a g-cut bra size and i'm wanting to stay that size rather than having a reduction okay as i don't want my nipples moving is it possible to remain a g and is this an easier option than a reduction I've seen a surgeon, but he didn't really talk to me through the procedure adequately. He mentioned an uplift and reduction without implants and no nipple removal slash repositioning. But I'm confused. Read the possibility of this. I've got to be honest, I'm a bit confused myself. Um, G-cut bra, wanting to say this. So I'm assuming it's the shape that's the problem. I'm assuming that you're G-cut now and it's the shape that's the problem. If the shape that's the problem, that usually means the nipple's too low. It's very rare. It's not unheard of, but it's rare for the nipple not to be too low. It's rare for the nipple to be in a good position um, and the shape to be a problem. It's something called pseudotosis, that is, and it's it's possible, but usually the nipple's a bit low. So I'm a bit confused by this question, to be honest with, with you. Um, it, it is he mentioned an uplift and reduction so an uplift and reduction is basically a reduction so an up a reduction an uplift is part of a reduction um you say the surgeon didn't really talk to you through the procedure adequately i'm not sure what the procedure i'm not sure what so maybe he was a bit confused as well maybe that's why he didn't talk you through the procedure adequately um if you want to stay the same size but are unhappy with the shape that's a lift and a lift usually involves lifting the nipple and moving the nipple you don't take the nipple off but you do move it if you don't want your nipples moved then you might have potentially you might have this pseudotosis and it might be possible to t tighten the skin below the nipple um but i don't know how much that would give you a result in terms of the shape i'm presuming it's the shape you want so i don't really know is the answer to that um so that's a tough one that is a tough one, so I've got my tough hat on for that. So I'm gonna... That was tough. That was a tough question there. I don't think I've answered it very well. I'm sorry about that, but I, I'm not sure exactly what you want. 
maybe you could send us a photo. Send us a photo and I might be able to give you more information about that. But uh, I'm not entirely sure what staying a G cup, and especially if you stay a G cup and you don't want a reduction, you've got a heavy breast there and that heavy breast might weigh down again and make you make it droop again if you have a mastopexy but it sounds like you don't want to it's not a mastopexy it's not an uplift if you're not moving the nipple really so tricky one that uh, interesting though um why in the question why do we use polytech over allegan naturel um well if you want polyurethane implants breast implants polytech are the only company that make them that's easy if you want polyurethane it has to be polytech so that's an easy one um, if you want silicone implants, there's lots of makes. Polytech make them, Natrell make them, which is Allegan, Mentor, Nagor, um, there's loads, and there's all sorts of ones. What are they? Um, I can't remember the others. Motiva, Sebin, Seban. Um, anyway, there's lots of different makes of, of silicone implants. Anytime there's lots of stuff, there's no best. If anyone tries to tell you the best, I'd be a bit like, mm, yeah, well, why? What are the other, you know? So basically, if you want polyurethane, it's Polytech. If you want silicone, it can be Polytech or Naturel or Mentor or Nagel or uh, all the others. So um, why do I, I mean? What happens with surgeons is we have our preferences and we use a certain type based on the based on, on several things on the. Um, the um, texturing of the implant, on the warranty of the implant, because they all have different warranties, on the, um, the, 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 the range, we just might be more familiar with one range than another. I don't think anyone can safely say their implants are better, to be, to be honest with you, I really don't. Um, so, uh, although there's B-Lite, which are the light ones, um, you know, they've all, there's pros and cons of all of them, and just talk to your surgeon. If he's comfortable using one, then I would just sort of go with that, um, you know. And and um, sorry, <laughs> I would just go with that. Uh, uh, but do your research, and if you've, they have got slightly different warranties and things. So Polytech for um, for polyurethane and Nagel for for silicone is what I use, but. You want to use Nutrell if someone wants Nutrell or Mentor or something like that. I'll be fine with that. Um, will the results of liposuction slash fat transfer last? Yes, it will. The important thing about this sort of stuff is that it initially it's swollen, then it settles. Both of them. A lot of people say fat transfer absorbs or whatever, but whatever happens, it's bigger and then it settles. Once it settles. Whether it be liposuction, the fat is removed permanently. With liposuction, it's not going to come back. A lot of people say, oh, liposuction, it comes back. It doesn't come back. Uh, similarly, fat transfer. Once the fat takes, it stays there forever. So they are permanent results. But if you change your weight, things can change. So if you put on weight, you're going to get bigger. Lip just because you've had liposuction doesn't mean you're not going to get bigger and put on weight. Um, similarly, uh, if you have fat grafting and you lose weight, it, the result will get less because the fat will get smaller, because that's what happens to fat. But if your weight is stable, once you've got a stable result after liposuction or fat transfer, then the results are permanent. And in a way, it's good that they change with your body. Um, so that is a good thing that they change with your body. So if you get you know bigger or smaller, then they, then they, they get bigger or smaller. Um, just looking at what we can do with the next one. What's that? Medical. 
if I could put my brand it well I can brand it myself with my own with my own thing what's this what's that one um that what's that does um do you have direct no sorry do does the time of year summer winter affect recovery time after surgery no it doesn't affect recovery time uh, at all so you can have a surgery any you can have surgery any time of year um, that you want um, any time of year that you want the only thing that might affect it is um, the if you're having like a garment if you're having a breast surgery or tummy surgery and having a garment it can be or liposuction or something like that, it can be a bit uncomfortable in the summer months having a garment also if you're uh, having a gynecomastia male chest wear a big garment and you're having it in the summer it can be a bit uncomfortable you know not uncomfortable but it can be a bit awkward to wear with t-shirts and or, or you know having a breast surgery and you've got these post-op bras with big straps and you want to wear a nice you know strappy top uh, if it's summertime then that might affect you and you get hot and sweaty and you've got a big garment on it can be a bit uncomfortable so it might be related to your comfort but certainly in recovery there's no problem having any surgery in winter or summer recovery times the same but your comfort might be um, you might be less comfortable if you're having garments and things if it's a summer this summer was oh, hold on a minute was a killer after a tummy tuck yeah well this summer was a killer was a, I, I bet it was I bet it was because you've got your garment on and stuff Sorry. Sorry. Oh, the door, um, um, where are we coming to the end coming to the, but yeah somewhere yeah. um evil looks for my wife um do you have drains if you have a thigh lift uh, I do. I do put drains in with a thigh lift, but then I'm a drain guy because I use... Well, I'm not... A, actually, why did I say that? I'm not a drain guy. I don't use drains for any breast stuff. Well, big breast reductions I do. Um, but I do use them in tummy tucks and I do use them in thigh lifts. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I do. Thigh lifts, you'll find there's a lot less on thigh lifts than there are tummy tucks and things. So I think I think a lot of people use drains on tummy uh, thigh lifts, I think. I don't know. But yeah, I do use drains on thigh lifts. Um... I want a breast lift, but not necessarily bigger boobs, just fuller at the top. Would having a small implant help achieve this? Can it fill out the skin, or do they always increase the size, no matter how the small implant is? Uh, remember this from last week, plus, plus minus technique? Um, if you want a breast lift, but not necessarily bigger boobs, I would say just have a breast lift, don't have an implant. You can have an implant to give you that stable fullness in the upper pole, but it will make your breast bigger. But if you're having a breast lift, you could make your breasts... You could, or the surgeon could remove some tissue at the time of the breast lift and then replace that volume with an implant so you would end up the same size and the implant would give you more stable fullness in the upper part of the breast so that is a thing that some people do and that is a technique if you want fullness in the upper part of your breast you could have a breast lift remove some volume and then replace it that volume with an implant to give you a, a, what you may perceive to be a better shape personally my view is i I would prefer not to use an implant. I think if you can avoid using an implant, I would do that because you don't have any of the long-term problems associated and short-term problems associated with implant. You can feel them and see them and they can get um, infected and they can get capsic contracture. 
you can get problems with implants. So if you can avoid one the so much the better, but you'd have to accept that the shape would settle. You'd have to accept the shape you're going to get with a breast lift without implants. You'd have to accept that. Uh, so if you don't accept that, you think, no, I'm not happy with that shape. I want the shape of an implant, then you can have an implant. And if you don't want to be bigger, then some some skin can be removed at uh, the time. Uh, sorry, some breast tissue can be removed at the time of the mastopexy, the lift, and then that volume replaced with an implant to give you that stable shape. Whoa, look at that. I've held my, held my phone the whole time. So that's that. That's it. I'm on the last one. I'm at the end. Anyone still there? Um, wow, that was awesome. Great questions. Maybe I should do it on the, is the phone. Was it the phone? Or I don't know. Um, anyway, I am going to go and put my feet up now and sort out my eyelids. And I will see you all seven o'clock next week here. And I've got to talk about, I've got to talk about, I've forgotten what I've got to talk about. Brazilian... Um, Brazilian liposuction, safe liposuction, Braziliano safe abdominal liposuction, amongst other things. So if you want to know what Braziliano safe abdominal liposuction is, I'm not going to tell you now. Tune in next week. I'll tell you next week. BSAL. I'll talk all about Braziliano safe liposuction, abdominal liposuction next week. See you then. And good night. Thank you all. I'm going to thank you people. Thank you. Thank you. And I'm going to check myself out of here. Good night. Have a nice evening. Have a question not covered in today's show? Then send it over to info at styanoplasticsurgery.co.uk using the hashtag AskJJ. We'd love to hear from you.